to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Now your host, Angelo Petiti. Good morning and welcome to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. What a beautiful week. What a beautiful time to be in Northeastern Ohio. Uh, you can definitely uh, start to see the, the fall set in. Uh, the trees have um, already started to have a little bit of a little bit of change there um we're gonna see that uh, more and more in the next uh two three weeks uh i think we're gonna have a just a fabulous uh, fall uh, color this year uh we've had a really good moisture uh through the summer the trees have absolutely no stress whatsoever so i believe our woods are gonna really uh give us uh, quite a show uh and uh, Mother Nature is definitely going to be at our best, uh, to, you know, to have, uh, to, to give us just these, uh, wonderful, wonderful colors and, uh, the views that, uh, we enjoy so much, uh, you know, in this, especially in this part of the country. I think Ohio's got, uh, one of the, um, the, the nicest uh, color and, uh, definitely, uh, the, the beautiful rolling, uh, hills and, um, and, you know, especially as you go down, uh, uh, the, down 77 towards, um, you know, uh, Marietta, it, uh, the, you can really, uh, you really don't have to go any further than that. Uh, the views on that, uh, on that freeway, uh, are, are just quite amazing as the, uh, the colors uh, really start to turn. But, um, we've had a beautiful week. The weather has just been absolutely spectacular, cool. We've had a little bit of, a little bit of moisture. Uh, that's one thing that we, it's really helped everything this year. Uh, seems like we've had just a really good, timely, uh, moisture, uh, through the summer. And, um, the plants are really performing, uh, absolutely beautiful. Uh, some of the things that, uh, you know, you want to start planning, you know, the, you know, in the next four or five weeks, uh, you really, uh, want to try to, to you know to get uh, things done uh, so much easier and uh, so much more fun to do them when the weather is nice than uh, when you're going to try to do them at the last minute uh, when the weather starts to become um, a little bit uh, cooler moister and uh, a little bit harder to, uh, to get things done uh, the first thing I would look at uh, you know take a look at um, your flower beds uh, make sure that uh, you get them all cleaned up uh, you know there's a lot of uh, spend material um, uh, you know perennials uh you know some of the uh, the annuals that they're done uh you want to make sure that uh, you know if uh, you know if they're done clean them up remove all the debris uh you can make a little pile somewhere um and uh you can have a little compost there so by spring uh you know the, the, all the branching and that'll be all decomposed and you can use that to incorporate in your soil uh if you make a little pile like that i would just go ahead and uh, sprinkle some um uh, hydrated lime or, um, you know, the, 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 the super magic lime so that uh, you can really, uh, uh, get, uh, you know, get it decomposed, uh, by spring and, uh, then go ahead and use it. Uh, as you, um, clean things up, uh, make sure that you apply preen, uh, to the areas. Uh, apply preen when you're finished. Don't apply preen when you're not finished, um, because by you walking or touching it again, you do break the web. Uh, of that, um, there's, you know, like I've said many times, the, uh, there's a lot of uh, weeds that germinate in the cool weather, uh, probably as more uh, than what germinate in warm weather. So you want to, as you clean up, you definitely want to make sure that you do that. Uh, as you clean your vegetable uh, uh, garden uh, areas where, um, you know, you've had vegetables there, uh, the same thing there. I would go ahead and put the... Um, get the uh all the debris you know pile it up clean it up and then uh, after you're done work the soil 
and I would go ahead and, uh, you know, uh, uh, put a cover crop of uh, winter wheat on it, and uh, that will really help uh, you getting, um, you know, some nice uh, com- some natural uh, compost and uh, really good aeration in the soil and also replacing the nitrogen uh, into the soil. Um, when you prepare your garden, it's a great idea to use sweet peat or compost or manure, um, work that into the soil, and then go ahead and, um, you know, you know, see the, uh, the winter wheat, uh, at that time. The, um, uh, the, it, as, as far as the reseeding your lawn, uh, I'd say you're just about at the end. You know, if you haven't done it, uh, this is the, you know, this following week is about the, uh, you know, it's, it's not going to grow to where you're going to be able to cut it, but I, it will germinate and it will definitely, uh, be there for next spring. Uh, but I would, um, I would not waste uh, too much, uh, too much more time if you're going to, if you're going to do that. Uh, I would go ahead and, uh, put your uh, step four, uh, on your existing lawn. Uh, get uh, get that in, and or you can put uh, the Espoma organic uh, fall uh, application. Um, that perfect time to do that. Uh, if you have any weeds, um, uh, the the you know just go ahead and use a liquid uh, weed killer like uh, the uh, uh, you know one of the uh, Orto um, Weed Be Gone. Uh, you can go ahead and apply that at this time, and that uh, that will work uh, will work very well. Uh, the, the, I would not worry. Um, uh, you know, if you want to put a weed and feed down, it'll, it'll still work. But if you just have just a little bit of weed, you're better off just uh, spot weed. You know, by doing that, uh, the spring uh, flower, the, the spring bulbs, uh, uh, great time to plant them now. Um, I like to plant the bulbs really in a large circle, um, about the 15 to 18 inches wide, about four or five inches deep. Uh, get the uh, put the soil on the side, put some uh, planting mix, work that with that, uh, with it, and you know, put biotone on top of the bulbs. Uh, I would also use some of the soil perfector to mix with your soil. By doing that, that, that not only aerates the soil, but it also keeps the rodents, you know, from uh, from going in there. As we get into the cool weather, um, the insect and bugs are going to try to find a home. The mice are going to try to find a home. So I would uh, uh, definitely look around the house, make sure that there is no openings, there's no little cracks that um, uh, they can get in. Uh, if they, you know if there is, go ahead and get that taken care of. I would also spray uh, home defense max right around the foundation. I would go up three feet up the foundation, three feet out all the way around. Make sure you spray all the door jams. The garage door, where the garage door uh, goes on the floor, spray, spray the floor there, uh, so that um, you really create a barrier uh, that it won't, um, you know, that it won't get the, um, you know, the, it'll, it'll prevent them from coming in. Um, fertilize all your evergreens. It's a great time to do that. October, uh, you want to use halitone and iron tone. Um, do not feed any of the uh, flowering shrubs or flowering trees or, or ornamental trees. All you want, just the evergreens is the only thing that you really want to feed at this time of the year. And, um, you know, you, you know, the whole month of October is really the time to do that. Uh, grubs, believe it or not, have still been very active. Uh, if you see any grub damage, if you see it on your grass or in your, uh, flowering shrub, uh, the best thing to do is just go ahead and use the Bayer 24 hour grub control. Uh, that will work immediately and that will take care of the grub so that, um, if now you're going to start having, you know, you're going to start having skunks to go through there and start digging, you know, for the, um, you know, for the grubs and uh, you'll wind up having, uh, uh, just a, you know, a big mess over there. So, uh, if you see anything like that, you know, now is the time to go ahead and uh, take care of that. Uh, the deer are starting to run. Uh, so you want to make sure that uh, you you protect your trees. Uh, the best way to do it is to use a, a, the vinyl wrap 
that works really well, especially on the on the trees that are like an inch to the, the two to one half inch caliber. Uh, that works really well. Bigger than that, you need to go to a burlap uh, and then just spray plant kit, spray plant skid around it so that that will give you the. Uh, the uh, the protection and they'll keep the the deer away so that they can go ahead and uh, find a, a new path to go there. As we get into the end of the month, uh, you know this is the month that you, you want to get if you have uh, tropical plants outside that you're going to be bringing in. Um, too early to bring them in. You can leave them out for another probably two or three weeks. We'll, we'll, we'll be following that with the weather. But you want to make sure that you get them prepared uh, from the insect standpoint so that you don't wind up bringing a whole bunch of them inside the house. Um, you want to use the systemic granules on there now. Um, and then, you know, right on top of the soil and then use a house plant insecticide before you bring them in. Um, the, uh, you know, through the winter, you want to keep, always keep an eye on them and also keep rotating them so that you can get, uh, the dust stay nice and even and, uh, cut the watering back when you bring them in. Make sure that you do cut the watering back because that, uh, the growth is going to be um, much more, um, limited, you know, through the winter. The light goes down so they kind of go into semi dormancy. So you want to make sure that uh, you do not overwater them. Uh, this is also a great time to go ahead and plant trees and shrubs, uh, perennials, um, plenty of time to, to, to do that. You can actually plant trees and shrubs as long as the ground is not frozen and you can work the ground. Um, great, great time to put it in. You are listening to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number is area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. We will take a short pause. We'll be right back. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petiti. We're back. You are listening to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? Great. How are you today? Excellent. Thank you. Good. Uh, I've got several questions here. Um, one, I've got several buckthorns, and uh, they've been doing very well in my yard, uh, except one this year and its leaves are browning and curling uh at the ends and lost uh some uh some branches some of the leaves yeah and branches are have lost uh, you know a lot of leaves on just on one of them and i i don't know what the problem is it it, it could be the is that on the lower end of um the uh, the the line uh they don't like uh, they they are very very sensitive to uh to moisture so if the air that that one sits even just a little bit lower uh to where water sits over there that will do that it's yeah, well it's been it's probably the oldest i've I've got them scattered I've got them scattered in the yard, not oh, really in in a oh. line and and this one has been there the longest and but oh. just within the last i'd say six to eight weeks yeah what i would do what I would do I would go ahead and uh, cut that back like about uh halfway. Oh, with okay. a hand, with a hand, uh, with a hand pruner, uh, prune out all the dead wood in it. Okay. And uh, feed it heavy in the spring, not now. Okay. And then that uh, that will rebreak. They do. Uh, believe it or not, you know we have um, we grow them in a field and we've actually um, mowed them down. You know. Really. Yeah, and they actually do come back out um, through the, uh, you know, from a four to from a four to six inch base with some branching on there, they do come back out. So what I would um, I would go ahead and uh, cut that back halfway, um, let it let it force the grow back in there, 
and then uh, remove all the um, remove all the um, uh, anything that's dead on it, and then I would uh, I would go ahead and use the uh, the tree and shrub uh, protection. Uh, Bonide makes uh, one of those. Just go ahead and uh, soak that uh, right around it. I think that will uh, that will take care of it. But uh, do that in the spring. I would do that now. Oh, do that now. Mm-hmm. Okay, because uh, I thought there might be some kind of a. Um it could be it could be some you know some uh, either beetle or or damage uh, you know to the root system uh-huh. um you know that will that you know whatever it's in there that will take care of it okay all right um is it okay also is it okay to transplant uh, russian sage now uh yeah 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 you should be able to do that no yeah. problem no. and you mentioned about uh, um putting in new lawn i'm i'm overseeding i was going to overseed today and I bought the the. Yeah, um, you got you know perfect time. Yeah, oh, is yeah. it good? Okay, because yeah, yeah. I've got. I'm gonna detach it. Yeah, and, what I uh, would do is cut your grass. Yeah, you're gonna detach it first. So, but I would I would go ahead and cut your grass as low as you can go. Yeah. Then go ahead and use the detacher. Then seed it. Put the lime down. Put the fertilizer down and water it in. Uh, but uh, cut it as low as the lawnmower can go. Okay. And then don't cut the grass for just you know skip a week. Okay. That, that will get the uh, the seed really embedded into the soil and will start to germinate. The ground is still warm, and we're going to have, from my, I saw the long range the next couple of weeks, we're still going to have uh, really good night temperatures, so uh, things should uh, germinate very well. Um, but, uh, yeah, you don't want to wait much longer than this week. Okay. And I, I bought the, uh, the Scots at your place, and it's got everything... In there, yep. should I put anything more on top? Should I uh, like uh, no? If you just if, if you you know if you're just going over seed uh, right over existing grass, you don't right. have to. If you have any open area, you know if there's any area that they're bare, then I would go ahead seed it and then go ahead and put the sweet peat over it, like about an eighth of an inch, just enough to to cover it, but just in bare areas. Okay, all right, okay. very good. All right, thanks very all much. All right, have a great day. Thanks, yeah. you too. Mm, bye bye. Morning, Angelo. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Morning, get out with Angelo. Angelo, good morning. Good morning, how we doing? Good. Hey, do I have to wait for a knockout frost before I could dig my can of lily uh, bulbs or corms out of a pot? Uh, I would. I would. You really want them... um, You don't want to really harvest them out when they're uh, real green. Um, you want the bulbs to kind of go down. Uh, you can uh, you can wait till um, you can go as late as uh, mid to late November. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're better off always letting them dry down. Uh, when you cut that green too green on it or too uh, not ready yet, uh, the bulb is going to be much greener. It'll have much more of a uh, opportunity to, to rot on you. Okay. Um, let me ask you a question. I, I was told this, and I don't know if it's true or not. I had dwarf cannas in my pots this summer, yellow and orange, and I was told that those are hybrids started from seeds. Uh, some are. Some um, are. If, I, if I dig them out, and you, you think I could replant them next spring? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yes, you can. Okay. Yeah, you know, even though they're starting from seed, the roots uh, are, are still. Uh, you can still save the roots, and they're. Uh, you know, there's a lot of new hybrids varieties now that they are absolutely spectacular. That uh, uh, not all of them, but uh, some of them are are from seeds. 
they were they were absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, they are. They are. Those, constantly throwing flowers. Even now, they're so flowery, beautiful. Yep, yep, that's right. And leave those. The same thing with that. Leave that. Uh, Cannons can take uh, you know twenty degree temperatures very easily. So okay. you want them to go totally dormant and then just uh, dig them up. And okay. uh, when you store them, make sure that you store them really dry. Make sure that you, you know put them in a the garage. Um, let them dry up really well, and then with your hand, just go ahead and uh, crumble the soil out. Don't wash them, uh, because all you're going to do is get more moisture in there. Just with your hand, just clean them out as you know the best you possibly can, and then store them. But when you store them, make sure that they are really, really dry. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. You have a great day. Yeah. Bye bye. Morning, get Angelo. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Good. And you? Excellent. Thank you. I. My husband bought me two hanging bougainvilleas three years ago, and mm. I've overwintered them every year. But this year, they are so huge, I don't know how far I can cut them back to bring them in. Yeah, you can cut them back down the uh, what? What do you have them in? In a pot? Yes. Okay. Sure. What? Um, uh, I w- you can go ahead and cut them back down to like maybe about uh, fourteen, fifteen inches. Okay. 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 And then. Uh, the um, you know, you keep them going. Oh, do you have a how big of a pot are they in now? Like a sixteen inch. I keep uh, them in the front south window. Okay, so did um, uh, are you going to keep them going all winter? Yes. Okay, then don't cut them that low. Just cut it like cut it about like about halfway. Okay. Because if you have an area where they get the light, they will keep regrowing. They'll keep you know you can keep those in bloom all year. Right, right. Yeah, so just... They, um, I just, mean, they, they right now, the stems are like four feet long. Yeah, just cut it back halfway. Okay. And it will regrow. Uh, I would uh, feed them now, with, put some osmocote on there. Right. Don't feed them through the winter, though. You okay. Know, just uh, feed them now, and you're done, you know, you're done with them. Then when it comes in March... Um, those get to be quite um, quite large uh, from a from a root standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would do is I would take that out of the pot when it comes in the spring. Okay, you know, cut the cut down the bottom about two or three inches on the okay. the, the, the soil, and then really break up the side of it. And I would move those to a twenty inch um, twenty inch pot. Uh, they're going to be unbelievable, and I would also put a um, I'd put a, a higher a higher trellis than four foot, because they will definitely get up to, to six to seven feet, and they'll be uh, just loaded with color. When can I start fertilizing them? In March. In March. In March. Okay. I would feed them now, and you're done for the year. Okay. Then when it comes in March, then go ahead and start feeding them then, and I would feed them osmocote about every eight weeks. Right. They are. Absolutely. You know, that's the gorgeous. only it's the only variety of all the uh, we found that variety by accident, I don't know, about seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's the only variety that blooms all year. We have tried some of the other ones. They have some other they have some oranges and some uh, but none of them perform like that uh, like that purple. Well so, these two plants take up the whole corner of my patio. Yeah, yeah. Great, uh, great plant. Great plant. Enjoy them. You're, you're, uh, uh, you can also, you know, uh, they can even be overwintered dormant. You know, okay. Just, they can go both ways. And and what would I do for that? If you wanted to do that, you would just uh, keep it, uh, keep them outside until it gets to be about 30, 30 degrees. That will uh, that will dormitize them. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you just cut them back, and then I would just uh, keep them uh, in a. 
uh, area where it would be uh, 35 uh, to 40 degree temperature through the through the winter, and and that would be just fine. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. You have, have a great, great day. day. Yep. Bye bye. Maria Orangelo. Hello. Good morning. How are we doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing great. Thank you. Okay, I would like to uh, plant some chestnut seeds and try to grow some trees. How do I go about doing that? Well, you can uh, actually start chestnuts from a chestnut. Uh, uh-huh. They uh, they start uh, very easy that way, um, or you can um, uh, you can just uh, actually you can just plant a chestnut outside. Um, and, uh, it will, you know, it will, it will germinate. And then when it gets to be about, uh, I would do that closer to the house. And then, um, when, um, when it gets to be about three, four foot, I would just go ahead and dig it up and plant it where you want it. I would like to start this in the house if I could. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, which, which way do you turn the chestnut? The chestnut, you, 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 where you see that there's like the little flat spot that goes yeah. down, uh-huh. the point goes up. The point goes the point, up. The point goes up. Okay. And do I have to put any uh, thing on uh, the chestnut? I would, what I would do, uh, no, I would just uh, make sure that you kind of cut it, you know, just make a little cut on the side. Um, uh-huh. That's all I okay. need. Okay. And, do I have to fertilize it or use it? No, kind of I, I wouldn't. I would, you, you need to feed it. Uh, you want to fertilize it once it, it comes up and it starts to have four or five leaves on it. Then you start, and I would use a miracle grow make, with the water. I would not use any kind of granular. Just a miracle grow. When you water it, just would work. I would use that. Okay, and how much soil should I put on top uh, of it? I would, I would just get it, like put it, start it in like in a uh, four inch pot. Uh huh. Plant it down about two inch. Two inches below yep. the Okay. And uh, that that's it. Water it. Uh, pre-water the soil before you put uh-huh. it in the pot. So that okay. uh, so the, the the moisture stays there, and then put you know once you have the uh, um, the chestnut in there, then just keep it moist but not wet. Okay, and, and I can do this in the house. And yep. Then I can yep. It in the spring. yep. Yep. You can do that okay. now. Right? You can actually do that now. Okay. Do I don't do I have to dry the chestnut first or anything? No. 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 Don't have to. No. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Well, you have a great day. Yep. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. You're listening to Gardy with Angelo. Our phone number is area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Short pause for the news. We'll be right back. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petiti. We're back. You are listening to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Good morning, Angelo. Hello, good, good morning. morning. How are we doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for my call. I have a holly bush. It's in about its third year, and all of a sudden the leaves are falling off, and I've never seen uh, this happen before, and I was wondering if there's anything I can do to save this. Yeah, I would. Um, the only thing that I would do now, I would give it a light trim, okay. and just let it go to the spring. Sometimes uh, they will drop, you know, like you know, forty, fifty percent of their leaves. Uh, that, but that doesn't mean that uh, the plant is dead at at uh, at, at my tree leaf. Okay. Um, I would just leave it alone. I would uh, worry about that in, in the spring. If it doesn't come back in the spring, then I would go ahead and replace it. But for now, I would just uh, uh, trim it back a little bit so that it takes the pressure off on the plant and um, just let it go. 
Okay, well, uh, I appreciate it. I, I just never seen nothing like it. It just it, yeah, it it lost about fifty percent. Yeah, it does happen, but it um, it that doesn't mean necessarily that the plant is dead. It, it, okay. you know, I've seen them where they'll defoliate partially, and uh, especially if the leaves, uh, sometimes the oldest leaves that uh, they've been there uh, too long, those will be the ones that fall off, and and they just regenerate new ones. So I would just leave that alone. I would feed it, you know, feed it the holly tone and iron tone. And trim it back a little bit, and you'll be all set. Okay. Uh, thank you for your show, sir. All right. You have a great day. You yep. too. Mm, thank bye-bye. You. Bye-bye. Morning, Angelo. Hi, Angelo. Good morning. Uh, nearby, I have a recreational park, and they planted two uh, years ago. Somebody planted two real, really large fern-like trees, and they, they have, um, uh, like, little four-inch seed pods on them right now. And in the springtime, these trees, they bloom, and it smells like you're in uh, the city uh, uh, horticulture. Uh, the, the, it's like lilac. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they're, they're sassafras? You think it's sassafras? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, uh, I uh, collected the seed pods, and I'm, I, I'm yeah. soaking them in water. Yeah, you can you yeah you can start them you mm-hmm. know they they start uh you know you probably have uh, a you know probably about a 20 30 percent germination on them mm-hmm. uh, yeah i noticed yeah. some of them didn't yeah. sprout at all yeah yeah but they uh, mm-hmm. uh they will you uh, can you can cut the side of them a little bit you can oh yeah yeah, yeah absolutely Make especially it. now you know you mm-hmm. can go ahead and uh, uh they bloom on the new wood they don't bloom on the old wood so then mm-hmm. so i would uh yeah you can definitely uh, do that uh, but that's what they are. Yeah, it, it's it's like an awesome um, uh, yeah, a lilac, yeah, a maple like a tree. Yeah, uh, like they yeah. grafted it yep. with a maple tree or yep. something. Yep. Uh, I repeat, I really appreciate it. All right, well, you All know right. your day. Thanks a lot. Yeah, bye bye. Morgan Rangelo. Good morning. Good morning. How we doing? Very good. This summer, I decided to take your advice, and I bought a patio clematis, and it's just finished its second bloom, and I'm thinking it's too cl- too near the end to get another bloom, but I couldn't remember what your recommendation was for how to overwinter it, because it's just sitting in a pot on my deck. Uh, yeah, uh, leave it there uh, till uh, late November. You, you want it to go totally dormant. Um, then there's two options. One, if you have a uh, cold garage, uh, just uh, go ahead and cut it back and just uh, put it water really well and put it in a cold garage. Uh, they will come, you'll see when it comes like the end of uh, uh, March will be up. And then that, as you start to see the grow, just put it outside so they can get acclimated to the outside and it'll start uh, going again. Um, that's one option. Another option is, uh, you know, if you can uh, pick the most protected area up against your house outside, you can put it there. Uh, you can put some mulch right around the pot. Just, uh, you know, make sure that it gets all covered up or, uh, or you can cover up with leaves. Make sure, put it, just throw leaves all on top of it around the side there. Uh, they will do, uh, just as well. Okay. And, um, it, the garage that we have isn't heated, but it's not real, real cold. So if I had it in something like that, would it be best to be up closer to the garage door where it is a little bit colder or back closer to the house? No, I would imagine that your garage probably stays about 35. 
if you don't have any heating that's an attached garage with no heat. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that should work really well. Uh, just put it up against the wall, uh, the outside wall versus the inside wall. Sure, okay. They'll stay cooler. Uh, but wait until the plant is totally dormant. Uh, and exactly. generally that won't happen until uh, late November. Okay. Okay. Sounds cut it, good. And you just cut it back to right to the ground. Uh, then when it comes in the spring, as soon as you start to see it come, uh, put, um, uh, put asthma coat on top of it, uh, put it outside and just uh, let it go and just expect it to be about three to four times bigger than it was this year. Great. Well, it turned out beautifully this year, so I'm hoping to get a nice. Uh, oh, you will. It'll, it'll just year. get better and better. Excellent. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. Yeah. Bye bye. Morning, get our Angelo. Hello, good, good morning. morning, Angelo. How are we doing? Fine. I'm doing fine. Hey, I have a uh, about 10 by 25 vegetable garden. This year I didn't plant anything because I was going to be out of town for a good part of the summer. Okay. When I came back, it was loaded with weeds, maybe 75% parsley, and um, that all went to seed. So I'm wondering how to prepare that soil for next year so I can plant. Okay, the the first thing I would do now, I would um, spray that with Roundup. Okay. Even though there's just like stems? Uh, there's no foliage there? Not anymore at all. Not anymore. Uh, then what I would do is, uh, you know, clean up as, you know the best you can uh, that over there. Work, uh-huh. work the soil under. I would go ahead and get some um, sweet peat. Uh-huh. Uh put the sweet peat in there, work that in, and then I would sow um winter wheat over it. Well winter wheat will do it and when you sow it, sow it a little bit on the heavier side. Okay. Well winter wheat will do one it'll uh, it'll really aerate that soil and replace the nitrogen into the soil. Uh, but two, it will really choke everything out. In the, in the spring it will really make it harder for the weeds to come on. Mm-hmm. Um, so as the um, then when it comes in the spring, as the wheat uh, gets up to about maybe twelve, fourteen inches, mm-hmm. uh, I would go ahead and cut it with you know just you know cut it down, mm-hmm. and then work everything in, then then turn it all in, mm-hmm. um, and then when you um, then go ahead and uh, get, make your uh, your furrows, and um, mm-hmm. and get it ready to to, to plant. Yeah. Um, when um, after. When you're done planting, I would go ahead and use Prune on there. Prune will prevent the, okay. any seed from germinating. Uh, just don't use Prune anywhere where you're going to uh, sow any kind of seeds. And so just wait till everything. Okay. Yeah. The uh, when you go to plant that, what I would uh, also what I would do when you go to lay your garden out, I would uh-huh. go ahead and uh, make mounds, uh, like about um, every about uh, uh, two feet. Uh-huh. Just go ahead and have a mound, and then create a like a a, a valley between the two mounds. Uh-huh. And the best way to to, to water your garden is just fill that valley with water, and you know in the morning, that will get the the plants really soaked. That will also give it a lot of air, uh-huh. a tremendous you know all the aeration on the side. Uh, you will grow amazing uh-huh. plants if you do that. Yeah, you know I have some soaker uh, hoses. That, attached to a rain that, barrel, that will work. so just lay yep. them in the trough. Yep, huh? that will just lay them in the trough over uh-huh. there. That uh, that will do a phenomenal job. 
I've been doing winter wheat for the last couple of years, and I really notice a difference in yeah, the soil. Yeah, the 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 where the it's not on the top. The benefit the benefit is in the root system. Mm-hmm. The root system that's what replaces your nitrogen, but that the aeration and how it breaks that soil down, uh, it's quite amazing. Mm-hmm. Now I do have a compost pile. It's fairly big. I'm collecting it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, use that. Use that now. Put that now. Put that now. Till it in, like just work it in. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, do I need the sweet pea too? No. If you have compost, oh. uh, you got that on there. Just uh, you don't need that. Okay. Just go ahead and uh, use that. Work all that in. Uh, get it nice and worked up, and then go ahead and put your uh, your winter wheat. Uh, you want to get you want to put the winter wheat down in the next ten days. Okay. You want it to come up and uh, you know really grow. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna work on it today. Okay. All right. All right. Well, you have a great day. Thank you very yeah. much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Morning, get our Angelo. Hello. Good morning. Hi, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? I'm well. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. Long-time listener here. Hey, Angelo, um, I'd like to know, uh, for pastas, uh, when is the proper time to cut them back, and what do I need to do to them uh, for the fall to get them ready for a good bloom come next year. Not really a whole lot. Just uh, kind of, whenever uh, they uh, they start to look, um, you know, burned out. Just go ahead and cut yeah. them back. Uh, just cut them down to the ground as low as you can go. Um, what I would do is I would, um, you know, when it comes in the spring, feed them uh, early. Um, as soon as you start to see them pop out of the ground, go ahead and feed them. Uh, okay. And uh, that's really all you have to do. Depending on the varieties that you have, you know, some hostas, when they come like in uh, mid to late July, they start to look burned out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, those, I would, when you start to see they start to burn out, then go ahead and cut them, cut them down, but to down uh-huh. to about like four inches. Uh, feed them. Uh, you will find that they will, you know, regenerate and they will be absolutely spectacular all the way through the rest of the year without having any blemishes or burn. Um, that's uh, that's one way to enjoy those, you know, for the rest of the year because some of them, if they are very thin-leaved, uh, they, you know, they they have a tendency to to, to spot and burn. Right. Okay. Great. Okay. And one more question for you, Angelo. Uh, how this is my first year uh, with seagrass. Uh, do I need to cut that back for the winter or just let yes, it go? Yes, I would cut it back. You know, whenever it, it dries down, just go ahead and cut yeah. it down to the ground. Okay, great. All right. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, you enjoy your day. Yeah. Thank you. Mm, Will do. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Morgan Angelo. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Angelo. Um, I wanted to ask you, my front yard has a southern exposure, and I was thinking of planting a birch tree. What is your opinion of a birch tree? I love birch trees. They're, they're beautiful trees. They and are, it would, would work well with sun? Would, yep, it would work very well. Uh, they don't get to be too big. Uh, you can really, um, uh, especially uh, the river birch, they don't get the... Uh, uh, any of the diseases that the um, you know the Florida or the you know, the, uh, the paper birch uh, gets, uh, so I would uh, I would recommend that you know if you want to use a birch, use a river birch, um, give it uh, some space and then limit up, limit up about four or five feet, so you get a a nice open area around the base. Okay, thank you very much for your opinion. Thank you. Have a great day. <clears throat> yeah. Bye bye. Morning, Mor- 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 Angelo. Hello, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Oh, we're doing fine. How are you doing? Doing great. Okay. I have a question on uh, uh, some 
blooming flowers. I have uh, three clematis, and about three weeks ago, they, you know, I, I cut them back. All right. Okay. Did I cut them back? They're all now they're coming back up and flowering again. Yep. They're supposed to do that. And you did the right thing by cutting them back. Basically, the, these new varieties, um, uh, all we have is the Ray Iverson. Uh, those are all rebloomers. Um, and basically, the way they work, when they're done blooming, or they're like 75, 80% bloomed out, cut them back, feed them, they come back up, they bloom again. Uh, if the timing works, depending on how the season goes, you can get them to bloom three times. You, can, you know, they bloom oh. in the spring, midsummer, and then they'll bloom now. Uh, they will take the cold, so uh, just enjoy them. Don't do a thing okay. to them. They, um, they are coming up beautifully. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're flowering yeah. nice. Just uh, leave them go. They, they're going to be in bloom all the way into uh, mid-November. Um, and uh, then uh, just let them go. Don't do anything to them until spring. When it comes in the spring, uh, you just get a you know a, a, a hand pruner. Just you know cut them back mm-hmm. down to like about uh, eight inches. Mm-hmm. Uh, clean them up, feed them, and they'll be ready to go. And they're just going to be twice as big as they were this year. Okay. N- another question. Uh, I had a couple of uh, the uh, high, uh, yeah, hibiscus. Uh, hydrangeas, rather. Okay. That, that uh, they, you know, weren't uh, weren't flowering. So I, somebody said that you, if you triple phosphate them, yep, you can get uh, them to do it. Yes. I, I out of the four, two of them did get one beautiful flower each. But can I do I? Can I try it again next year? Uh, I, I, w- I would do that now. That, okay. That uh, uh, superphosphate, the triple okay. superphosphate, mm-hmm. we use that now. Okay, that sounds good. And one last thing, I, I, all of a sudden, uh, my uh, 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 yeah, Forsythia had uh, had a couple of flowers. Yeah, on yeah, they they'll do that. Oh, okay. Same thing with azaleas. You know, don't you know? Sometimes you'll see azaleas at this time of the year. They'll have they'll pop a few flowers or. Yeah. And rhododendrons, you know, depending on how the season goes and how the 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 bud set gets set, sometimes they'll, um, you know, a couple of them. Uh, but uh, it won't. It doesn't affect the plant any. Uh, just let it go. And the uh, the best way to really uh, keep forsythias uh, beautiful after they're done blooming next spring, cut them down to like about uh, eight to ten inches and let them, uh, you know, feed them well at that time and let them regrow. Uh, you you will wind up with uh, absolutely beautiful plants year in and year out with uh, exceptional amount of blooms and a very fresh, young-looking plant versus an old, woody plant. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Well, you have a great day. You have a great yeah. day, too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Morning, Gilbert Good morning, Angelo. Hello. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Let me take you off a speaker here. I got a question. Um, you still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm listening. Okay, all right. Um, I am putting in a natural wood fence uh, made from tree limbs as a rustic fence uh-huh. uh, for my front yard, like oh. a, a ranch-style fence. Yeah. Um, and I want to stick it in the ground, and I want to treat the wood. It's a lot of oak, uh, birch, and black walnut that I got out of my scout camp wow. that I'm a, a, a scout master for. Yeah. And I want to stick it in the ground, uh, and I want to treat the wood, but I also want to put flowering uh, annuals or perennials in around the posts. Any idea what I could put on the wood so it does not contaminate 
the ground and kill all the, the grass and yeah, kill all not, the flowers? Yeah, yeah you can, um, uh, you know, I would just go ahead and use a, um, a wood preserver on there. Okay. Uh, and that's, that, that should not affect, uh, you planting perennials and annuals around it at all. Okay. Um, yeah, the, just, uh, just use a wood preserver and, uh, that should work very well. Um, the, um, uh, uh, well, I, I would love to see a picture of that. That, uh, that sounds like a beautiful fence. Yeah. I've I, seen, uh, I've I seen, I've, I've seen some, some that were made with, um, uh, just river birch and, um, and beach. Uh, yeah. they were just spectacular. So that, that your sounds uh, kind of the in the same uh, same line. Yeah, I, I saw something somewhere, and I said I want to do that. Um, and uh, so we, we've got all the wood drying, and, and we're, we're actually using straight tree limbs uh, yeah. that we yes. uh, fell yes. over yes. last year. So yeah. they're pretty much all dried out yep. now. Awesome. Um, I want to put them in the ground wet. And one last question is: I want to put some. I have a flowering vine. I don't know the name of it. It's purple. It comes up every year with these great big purple flowers on it. They kind of look like a, a starburst. Um, and I cut it down every year, and it comes back, but it never flowers all summer long. Yeah, I look at something that's going to flower all summer long on on the posts. Would um, I would, you know, they have um, some new honeysuckles, uh, proven winner. Um, uh, it's got one. It's a uh, yellow. Uh, with a, um, beautiful, uh, throat in it. Uh, it's got some fragrance. Um, and, uh, it, it, and that's in bloom all summer. That's what I would use. And that's not, um, it's not super wild. Okay, great. Yeah. Pr- uh, look for the proven winner honeysuckle. Uh, just a really, a good, a good, good vine. Good vine. And, uh, uh, it's got a really nice fragrance to it. Uh, it has got no diseases, so there's really, uh, uh, no maintenance to it whatsoever outside of, uh, guiding it on the, you know, kind of help it to go through the fence at first. And then it pretty much takes care of itself. And that doesn't have to be cut down every year and it just keeps well, flowering back uh, up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it keeps coming back up. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you want to, uh, you, you want to kind of main, you know, trim it so that it fits, uh, you know, what you want, you know, the area that you want it on. Right. Okay. All vines are going to get out of, um, you know, out of the area a little bit. So, but whenever they do, you know, as long as they're, you know, you can just keep chopping them and, and you know, keep them in check there. And those, are, like I said, those are not um, super aggressive. Great. I appreciate the uh, information. When I get the fence all done up, I'll send you a photo. I would, I would love to see that. Thanks so much. Right. Have a great Thanks. day. Yeah. Bye-bye. Margaret Arangelo. Hello. Good, good morning. Good, good morning. How are we doing? I'm doing good. We have two of your green giant arborvitae in our backyard, and they're very happy where they're at, and they're too happy. Uh, you mentioned last week you had trimmed them back two to uh, four inches uh, the height. Would, could I take off a foot or a foot and a half now just to keep it from growing as tall as it is and as quickly? So they've only been in the ground for three years. Yep. Um, so... Where are they at? The back corners of our lot, but we have power lines above us, and that's what I'm. That's why we've put new ones in uh, three years ago. Okay, um, what I would do is you could actually uh, kind of reach uh, the height that you want them to be at. Uh-huh. Now they're not going to look as uh, cone shaped as uh, they uh, uh, they naturally grow. Uh, okay. they, they look more. Um, 
uh, like a you know, with a flat, flatter, you know, flat top or flatter top, they will throw the new growth, you know. Okay. Uh, but um, you can go ahead and cut them at the height that you want them. Okay. And then they will get the new growth, and then every year just cut that, cut that off, and they'll, be, they'll stay that size. Can I kind of imitate the pointed top? Because it's very you could. attractive. Yeah, you could. You could. Okay. Are they right under the power line? Very close. I didn't expect them to grow as fast as they have. I mean, yeah. I've got room. I've got room, but I'm anticipating because I can't get over how much they've grown, particularly this last year yeah, with all the rain. Yeah, they're you know, they're they're an amazing plant. Right. Well, <laughs> we're we're enjoying our neighbor's sprinkling system too. <laughs> yeah, well, that that helps. That helps absolutely. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, you can definitely you can definitely do that. Um, they're um, they're very soft. Um, another thing that you could do if they do ever uh, get past the, the power line, you could actually cut a hole on that side where the power line goes, and just then they'll just let them go. Yeah, well, you know how they are when they come through for yeah. uh, CEI. Yeah, you know, they just yeah. whack them off. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, this is a, a, a thing of beauty as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, they are. They're, they're magnificent, magnificent. Another thing, I've got four American cranberries that I've really enjoyed having when is the, I know when I trim them, but when is the proper time to trim them? Well, um, if you want berries, you really um, kind of let them go. Okay. Um, the problem with trimming them, uh, the best time to trim them is right after they get down blooming. Okay. Uh, but when you trim them down, so the flowers are gone and uh, the berries are gone. Uh, okay. That's kind of what happens. So, uh-huh. um the whenever you know what I would do is I would just let them go until okay. they get to um, bigger than uh, you want them to be. Okay. Uh, then sacrifice that for one year and just cut them down to like about eight to ten inches. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh just, that amount. Now two uh, eight to ten no, inches. No, two, no, no, two eight to ten inches from the okay. ground. Oh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, just let them come back up, and then okay. you, then that'll last another three or four years, but you don't have to touch them, okay. and you'll enjoy the flowers and the berries. Um, when they get to be out of hand again, just whack them down again, right down to the ground. You can actually, believe it or not, you can actually cut those at ground level, and they will come back right out of the ground, and they'll be absolutely spectacular. Yeah, you're braver than I am. <laughs> well, we do it every day. Yeah, so, yeah right, yeah. So, well, they're a great screen from the deer. Uh, they are. They are. They're, they're, they're a great yeah. screen. They're a great uh, uh, food source for the birds in the winter uh-huh. because they get loaded, and they hold those berries pretty much all winter. Oh, they're beautiful. So they'll... they'll stay there uh the only thing that you got to be careful with to make sure that those are sprayed for the for the beetle uh, there's a yeah. beetle that gets to them and they can kill them if they get if, if they get attacked twice um two years in a row uh, it will wipe them out i've used the drench every yeah, year yeah so that you're doing the right thing because if yeah. you don't do that you're not they're not going to be there yeah, I've seen what they've done. It looks yeah. good, it looks good from a distance. You get up close, yep. and the leaves are all they're, they're uh, all they're all decimated. Yeah, it's like lace. Yep. yep. Well, I'll tell you, your lightning lime made a dramatic change in the color and vibrancy of our flowers this yep. year. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that is the best product that's come on the market. Uh, you know, usually it took so long for lime to work. Even the hydrated lime, it took a lot longer. That is instant, and what that does to the pH of the soil, and it really, you really get your money's worth out of uh, not only the natural nutrients in the soil, that that makes them work, but every time, whenever you use fertilizer, you're going to get 100% of the fertilizer really work out, you know, 
all the way through. Right. Whenever the pH is off, you're just wasting your money on fertilizer and also it lacks all the natural nutrients into the soil. It doesn't let them release. So that's really the benefit. But that, by far, that was, um, uh, there was, it's been developed by the Espoma company, which is the one that does, um, uh, you know, halitone and iron yes. and all those. Yes. Uh, most unbelievable company. It, it's owned by um, a father and son. Uh, they've just been so dedicated to the organics of, for over, I think they're just about a hundred years now, and um, it's just pretty amazing what they've done. And now uh, the talk, the stuff that they've brought to the market has just been incredible. If you use uh, halitone and use plantone on a yearly basis, uh, the sheen and the look on your plants is like nothing you've ever seen. Um, it, it just gets into the soil and it stays there and it just releases so slow and the microbes that that creates just uh, pretty uh, pretty incredible. Now, anyway, you enjoy your day. Thank you. All, All right. right. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Well, the hour is pretty well gone. Uh, beautiful day out there. We're going to have a, a wonderful week next week. This is just perfect time to be out and uh, get some of the things that you want to get done this fall, whether it be planting, cleaning, or trimming. Um, uh, plenty, uh, you know, just uh, wonderful to, to be out and about or just go out for a ride and just in, enjoy Mother Nature. Have a great weekend. I'll be back next Saturday. Bye-bye.